Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to another edition of Pirates Talk, presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. The Seton Hall women's basketball team is in the midst of another outstanding season, one that should include a return to the NCAA tournament for the first time in seven years. Much was expected of the Hall after going to the WNIT championship game last season, and Tony Bazella's crew has delivered. The Pirates are led by the dynamic duo of Lauren Park Lane and Sydney Cooks, with critical contributions from a host of players, including Shaylin Hagens and Maya Bembry. The Pirates are 13-5 overall and are third in the Big East with a 6-2 mark. Their next game is Tuesday at Walsh Gymnasium against perennial power UConn. It was originally scheduled for Wednesday, but was moved up a day by the Big East Conference, so Tuesday it is against the Huskies at 7 p.m. We'll preview that game and learn more about one of the captains of this year's team when Sydney Cooks, I heard she prefers Sid, I'll ask her about that, joins Pirates Talk after this message from Jag One Physical Therapy. A proud sponsor of Seton Hall Athletics, Jag One Physical Therapy gets you back to the life you love. Voted the number one physical therapy company based on first-class patient care and outcomes, Jag One Physical Therapy is invested in your full recovery. Your preferred in-network rehabilitation provider, Jag One Physical Therapy, has convenient locations throughout New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. For more information and to find a location near you, visit W www.jag1pt.com. Sydney Cooks, welcome to the show. Or is it Sid Cooks? Uh, I was doing some <laughs> research for the show and I read something when you were playing for USA Basketball that given name is Sydney but prefers Sid. So which is it, one or the other? Um, I think Sid is just quicker to say. So I kind of just went with that. Um, but, you know, Sydney gets my attention, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if you don't mind, I'll call you Sydney, but I might slip into Sid here and there. What is what, what is What does Coach uh, Bazella call you? Um, It's a mixture. I think I get both, honestly. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So your, your journey to Seton Hall, uh, if you could talk a little bit about it, uh, mm -hmm. you're a terrific player in Wisconsin, uh, you're a, you know, an All-American, and mm -hmm. you decide to pursue an in-state career first, uh, continue <laughs> your playing career, at, at or not in-state, but in the Midwest at Michigan State, right? Uh, and then you wind up moving around a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about the journey. Yeah, so... Um I mean, I had a relationship with Michigan State extremely early, um, as far as like sixth grade. So um, visiting their campus was very comfortable going there, knowing the staff. Um, they obviously have been there for a while. So um, kind of off bat a family feel and decided to commit there, which was six hours away from my original home. Um, so then got there, you know, had... My first two years, great learning experience, decided to branch out and go to the South, go to Mississippi, where my dad is actually from, um, but we've never like visited. So I had a few family members that lived about two hours from Starkville, um, went on a visit there and kind of just fell in love with the mindset of the program, um, instantly committed. It was the only place um i visited and i was like yep this, this is a good place for me um committed there um sat out due to the red shirt um transfer rules 
had um, a coaching change, played a year under Nikki McCray, and then um, was like, you know what, for my last two years, I think I'm going to branch out again. Luckily, Andra Espinosa Hunter was there. We were roommates, um, really good friends. And she was like, you know, if I ever was to leave here, I'd probably go to Seton Hall because their schooling is really good. And I've always had a relationship with the coaches. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. But in the most humblest way, I was like, I never heard of Seton Hall. So (laughs) I did not know, um, you know, anything about South Orange. So um, when she first arrived, we stayed in contact. We talked every day. Um, And it's almost like I knew the campus just through her because we were on the phone so much. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I want to, you know, leave Mississippi State. And she was like, oh, I'm sure my coaches would love to have you. And I want to say the day after I went in the portal, Coach B called me and he was like, I heard a lot about you. And it was an instant connection. Um, I didn't even visit the school. I didn't even do an online tour. I was just like, you know, um, I trust Andra. And obviously I've seen how she's been able to help turn the program around. And then her and Lauren were able to be really good friends. And I kind of just like, I feel like I could fit into that. Um, So after probably like three, four phone conversations with everyone on the staff and my um, parents kind of listening, they're like, you know, this is your third go around at this point. It's up to you. Um, We're going to support regardless. I decided to commit and it has been a great decision for sure. (laughs) So uh, it's a fascinating story. I wonder, is there something that Sydney Cooks of 2023 would tell Sydney Cooks senior in high school about the recruiting Um, process and about what might be different. It doesn't sound like there's much disappointment mm -hmm. along the way. It's just, you want to change I wonder if you would do anything differently. I consistently tell myself how I would not change anything in my process. Um, because at the end of the day, I look at this basketball world, like a business now. So I've been able to understand that, yeah, sometimes just programs are not for you specifically. Um, I think the transfer portal, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily understand it or why players leave so often or what their reason is. And I think there's not a reason too high or too low, um, but it's been a blessing in my world. Um, and, yeah, I, just, I wouldn't change a thing, to be honest. I feel like it, everything happens for a reason. I learned great things from each school. I have relationships with people now from each school and that's more than what I can ask for. What were your thoughts when you first stepped on campus? Uh, It's vastly different from (laughs) Mississippi state or Michigan state. That's for sure. And as a graduate, I say that humbly and with Mm -hmm. a great deal of pride, but it's, it's different. It's not a big state school. Yeah. So I flew into LaGuardia and The only other time I've ever been in New York was for the Jordan Brand Classic game. So um, our GA, Christy, picked me up, and I remember going down South Orange Ave, the Newark area first, Mm -hmm. and I texted my mom and said, Mom, what in the world did I just come to? Like It was such a culture shock for me. Um, And then arriving on the campus, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, it's just this huge block. That's it. But 
when I really got comfortable and settled in, I was like, you know, this is actually a perfect fit because, you know, grad school, I only have a class or two each semester. And my focus was basketball. There's no distraction. Um, and now that I'm 24, I've kind of got all of my, you know, rah-rah out with freshman to senior year. So it's like, it's actually a perfect fit for a mindset like mine being this old. But I do commend like Lauren, Amari, and Kayla. I'm like, you guys are here for four years. Like, you're strong <laughs> because there's not too much to do. Um, but it, it's a home for them and it gives that vibe. And it's because it's small, you can build so many more relationships. And I know for sure when we started winning last year, now we're walking on campus and students are approaching us and congratulating us. And I think that's really cool compared to a much bigger university. Um, you know, some people don't even notice their women's basketball program. Yeah, there's no question that uh, Seton Hall is a family in that way. And the yeah. success that that you've had as a team the last couple of years in particular certainly makes you a little bit more popular. What what are you right. studying? You said uh, grad school. What are you studying? What are you hoping to do yeah. when it's all said and done at Seton Hall? Right. So I'm getting my master's in public administration um, with a focus on nonprofit organizations right now. Um, one more class left, woo, woo, and then I will be graduated. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> but um, honestly, I haven't even really looked at like what I want to do with it. Um, I know in my recruiting process, even for Seton Hall, I was really big into looking for like popular law schools. Um, so that was a huge factor into me committing as well is that, you know, basketball is my number one option. Um, if, you know, everything continues to go good this season, I do want to play professionally, but I understand when the ball stops bouncing, like I will use, you know, my master's degree or come back to school um, and finish up maybe law school, do something like that. So it's still a lot of scrambling going on right now in that department. <laughs> Well, there's a lot that lies before you immediately before you have to worry about some long-range decisions yeah, like that. Right. But as you know, Seton Hall's got a great law school, so if that's your choice, you Absolutely. can't go wrong. So right. when you're talking about continuing to play professionally, I guess for the most part, Europe is what you're thinking about. The WNBA certainly exists, and there's an opportunity mm -hmm. there. You're willing to travel overseas? And I'm wondering, even though it's it's Russia and we know what's going on internationally, mm -hmm. but did the Brittany Griner situation mm -hmm. give you any pause about going overseas? Um, no, just because I honestly, when's the first time I went overseas? Maybe when I was 16, when I played for the USA team. Um, so, and that was like back to back when I went out to Kazakhstan and then went to Chile and, um, went to Italy. There's a lot of places that I've been, so I'm kind of comfortable I'm not a homebody either. Like I've never. And you're not afraid home. to move. I like that. Exactly. You know, explore so, the world. Right. I'm like, well, I'm in my twenties. Like if I get to go live in France and play the game that I've been playing since I've been four, that's awesome to me. Well, hopefully that opportunity presents itself. How did you start getting into the game? My brothers. I have two older brothers um, and the middle child, he's six, seven. And when we were little, he, you know, obviously started off um, playing and he was really good and I'm just naturally competitive. And my parents would say I was at the games, like screaming at him, telling him what to do. <laughs> and 
they're like, I love it. This yelling will put you in the sport. And um, it kind of just went from there. So I remember super young and still towering over everyone. Um, starting off with basketball. I know maybe like fourth, fifth grade, I had to get an ID made because people didn't believe how young I was just because of my height. (laughs) And I'd be like the little boys and girls club league. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. She can't be the same age as as my child. She must be older. The whole time I'm probably younger than your child. (laughs) I'm playing up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. To get the better competition. They they think they're bringing in a ringer. They didn't realize that, uh, well, they were bringing in a ringer from the standpoint they were bringing in an excellent player, but uh, she certainly was at the appropriate age. So moving on to to Seton Hall, how much did going to the uh, WNIT final last year, falling short, how much did Mm -hmm. that kind of propel what we're seeing happening on the court this year? Oh, big time. I think we were hungry, um, you know, after that run. And it just really showed the potential of the organization, Um, you know, and then we got a lot of transfers. And I feel every transfer that we got was so on board and still is on board to um, just the plan that we had to build from that. Um, it was a great learning experience. We got, we just got our rings the other day. They look great. Um, we have a banner to look up to. And I think, you know, when times get hard, um, and we, you know, in, in a way need to be humbled. Um, we look back at that experience and how it felt when, you know, cause no team is necessarily happy to go to the WNIT. And I could say for sure we were not thinking, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go in here and we're going to just kill it. But we had built that connection so well that by the time it was that championship game, we we're like, dang y'all, this is the last game. We actually made it. Like <laughs> we really got this far. Um, and that excitement has just carried over. And every time we step on the floor, we're thinking about that. Like, think of how we, um, you know, put in the work to bond with one another and trust each other on the court. And I know specifically me and Lauren took it personal. This summer, we did not go home. I think we rested maybe a week after the final game and we were right back in the gym working on um, our, our connection and building off of that. I know in speaking with uh, Tony earlier in the year and having him on the show, I, I think mm-hmm. everyone felt that Seton Hall really was an NCAA team last yeah. year, just didn't get the invite. And you go to the WNIT and you take advantage of it and, and, and you run to the to the final where you fall just short against mm-hmm. South Dakota State. State. Well, to be honest, you felt more than just a little short. Let's be honest. It was, right. kind, of, it was kind of a blowout, but you fall yeah. short of the championship and, and now uh-huh. you're off to this terrific start. Uh, and I want to look ahead a little bit to the game on Tuesday against Connecticut, but just mm-hmm. take us through the the winning that's gone on. And then what happened against Creighton? A pretty good team, especially at home, mm-hmm. but what happened in your last game? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously this run that we've had um, is, is going well. I don't think there's nothing to be worried about um, due to this last game. Um, you know, good teams, great teams. Sometimes we do have to lose so that we can see, what we haven't fixed yet and go in the lab and be able to fix it. And Creighton is a great team. We want the exposure to the big East. And I feel like the fact that we have a Creighton team, Connecticut, um, Villanova, uh, St. John's that we can 
battle each other every night and people, you know, it's in the air of who's going to win the game. I think that's really, really a big factor for the Big East. Um, But like I said, there should be nothing to worry about because everybody is ready to get in the gym. And that's why we're resting now so that we can get in the gym and be able to just fix what might have been broken at the time. And I think it helps, too, when you have coaches who take accountability um, you know, some programs, they might just look at the players and be like, well, you guys didn't listen. Um, our coaches never do that. They make sure that they um, fix things on their side as well so that there can be a mutual agreement between the team and the coaches, you know, to figure it out and just build from there. So I, there's nothing to worry about. Um, we'll we'll get back winning. I'm not worried about it at all. <laughs> no, I, I think the hall is well poised. Uh, to continue the run and, uh, you know, certainly the NCAA tournament, we're, we're a ways away from that, but certainly it's a realistic goal. The team is very good. You got some votes in, in the most recent AP top 25 and people are starting mm-hmm. to realize what Seton Hall's got going for it. Tony's done a great mm-hmm. job in his time at the, at the university. So what, as you look back at the game though, what are some of the things I, I noticed, you know, the, the three point shooting didn't mm-hmm. go well enough, but uh, what, what were some of the things you think need to be corrected as you get ready for UConn on Tuesday? Um, honestly, I think it was just, it's more of a mentality thing. I, the older I've gotten, I just feel like everything is so mental now. Um, just being kind of better prepared, understanding the confidence and things that you do well, you do them great. You know what I mean? Um, I think if we could all just, you know, take a look at ourselves and be like, Hey, I do this really good. Let me continue to do this and I'll be unstoppable at it then we connect all of that, it will will be just fine. Well, looking forward to what the rest of the season holds. Last few questions for you, mm-hmm. because I know it's an off day and you want to enjoy the time. <laughs> and it's a Friday, and, you know, Friday's a special time, of course, for everybody. Right. Uh, so what's it like to play with Lauren Park Lane? I've seen her from afar. I've seen what she can do. She's as competitive as, as all get out, and, mm-hmm. boy, she's so dynamic. What do you see on the inside as a teammate? As a teammate, I mean, that's my sister now. Um, Me and Lauren are extremely close. Like, if we're not on the court, we're hanging out. If we have an off day and I see her tomorrow, we're like, oh, my God, I missed you. And it's so genuine. Like, we actually miss each other. We go get food together every day. Like, that is one of my closest friends um, that she's definitely a friend that will be in my wedding one day. Like. I'm very blessed to have her not only as my point guard, but, you know, like a sister. And I think that's transferred over because now when you have that kind of bond with someone, you guys can hold each other accountable as well. And we built that friendship to like know when one another is kind of getting down or not playing to the best of our potential where we could be like, hey, pick it up. Like you're better than this. We know how to communicate with one another and, I, I don't know. It's just as a post player, like that is a relationship you die to have. Um, and, and the fact that it's it's not forced, it's just natural. We just kind of let it happen. And honestly, I would say that we we started off like our basketball friendship better. And then it off the court kind of just followed that because we've seen how good we were for one another. 
And um, yeah, that like I said, that's one of my closest friends. And um, we always joke like, girl, let's just go overseas together. Then let's find a team that's going to pick both of us up in the WM- WNBA. Like we're staying together. It's, it's a duo or it's nothing. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, she's, of course, on the uh, Lieberman Award watch list. And boy, she's just she's just so good. I think a lot of people come to games uh, and they're blown away by what she can yeah. do because they don't expect as mu- as much necessary. Well, now they know, but you know, it's such a small package, right? And and then people mm-hmm. go, who the heck is that dynamo out there? She goes and goes right. and goes and uh, you know, is, is such a, an engine for this team as, as you are as well. What, mm-hmm. what makes this team tick? What makes this team dangerous as we get to the second half of the season and just look a little bit ahead. I know the focus is on UConn, but just a little bit ahead of what the postseason might hold. Why is Seton Hall so dangerous? I think we just have weapons everywhere. Um, I think there's been peaks where you can see certain players besides myself and Lauren um, and what they're capable of. I mean, both the shades that we have, you know, Bambi, um, Maya Bembry is a senior. Um, We have Azana, who is one of the strongest rebounders, KSAT who has been in the Big East super, super intelligent when it comes to uh, just the teams that we play against and then herself. And, you know, we have Vic back, who is a knockdown shooter. There's so many weapons um, that we have that I don't feel like haven't even really shown just yet. And when they get that opportunity, it's going to mind blow a lot of people. Um, So as we're still building... um, and playing these games, I think they're becoming more confident and we're learning how to play with each other even more. Um, it's good now, but it could always get better. And I think once they can kind of find their feel in these certain games, certain situations, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, a, it might look like a completely different team because we do have players that are capable of double digits consistently as well. Well, that's great news because so far it's been excellent and improvement is always good and necessary mm-hmm. each and every game and each week, so on and so forth. So if you can improve on this 13-5 and five start and 6-2 and two in the Big East and, uh, mm-hmm. and do it at the right time, uh, there's a lot of possibilities as to what might happen. But the immediate right. challenge, and this is the last one and I'll let you go, is UConn. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the full history, but I'll tell you now, mm-hmm. it's 36 straight losses to UConn Mm. we we know that they are you know uh, perennial national championship contenders and won a ton under Gino so what's you've played them once already that was there what's it going to take what what's it going to be like on Tuesday when you square off against them at Walsh well as soon as the game was done there we instantly were like all right we know we didn't play our best basketball let's get them at home Um, I think the thing with UConn is you can't get too down too quickly. You know, you have to be, you have to trade baskets. They're just too good. So you have to be willing to play uh, great possessions of defense um, and then execute our offense and know that they're never going to go away, even if you do get up. Um, I think that atmosphere that we have at Seton Hall is so contagious. Playing in Walsh, it doesn't matter if we were going against UConn, South Carolina. It doesn't matter. The way that the fans pump us up, it naturally makes us just want to play for so much more than ourselves. And I think that'll be huge come Tuesday. 
Um, and honestly, we're just going to go out there and be humbled, be ready, um, and battle. Like that's, that's the best that we can do. Go out there and leave, um, leave the floor knowing that, you know, we put in as much work as we could for these practices to be prepared for that game. Nothing lasts forever. And so why not? Tuesday's the next opportunity, and I wish you the very best of luck and your mates. I lied a little bit. Forgive me. I said that was the last question. One last <laughs> one. In doing, in doing the research, I, I also read that you like to play the piano. Is that mm-hmm. still something you like to do, and what kind of music do you like? <laughs> yes. We were actually, when we were at Creighton, there was a huge piano in, um, in the hotel, and everyone was walking around, and I just went on and played. They turned around like, what in the world? Like, I tell them constantly that I play instruments. I don't know why they don't believe me, but they were able to believe me then. But um, there's nothing specific. I actually play by ear more these days. I have a small keyboard in my apartment that I whip out here and there. Um, but it could be something on the radio and I'm like, Oh, I like how that sounds. Let me see if I could play it on the piano. And majority of the time I can. So that's a terrific talent to be able to play by ear and, uh, just kind of talks more about how well-rounded you are. It's more than basketball for you, Sydney. Thank you. And I do appreciate your time. I wish you the very best of luck uh, on Tuesday and to your mates as well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and let's go pirates. Yes, thank you. And that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. It will be a huge challenge for the Hall on Tuesday at home against UConn. The Huskies are the gold standard of women's hoops. Seton Hall has only beaten them once, and that was in 1994. Since then, UConn has won 36 consecutive games against the Pirates. But Tony Bazella continues to narrow the gap between the two programs. Seton Hall has received top 25 votes this year in the AP poll. And with a raucous home crowd behind them, anything can happen at Walsh. Here's wishing the team the very best of luck. And if the Hall is to pull off the upset, Sydney or Sid Cooks will play an enormous role. Thanks to Cooks for sharing her time with me on Pirates Talk. It was a pleasure getting to know her, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. Thanks to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of today's show and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme, whose help is invaluable in the production of the show. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Lachlan. Until next time, be safe, be well, and go Pirates! Pirates!